Sometimes to make a statement or to get a point across, it's best to do it quick and precisely. And due to our insane weekend that we have had, that is exactly what we are planning to do with this episode. So we're skipping the intros and outros and just getting straight to what we're talking about. So why was this weekend so crazy? Well, my uh, really good friend and his now wife were getting married this weekend. But due to COVID, they came up with a really interesting plan, and it was actually very cool. They decided that they were going to get married in different locations across Arkansas. So they did like the the bride walking out in one spot, and the vows in one spot, and then the ring ceremony in one spot, all these different pieces of a traditional wedding. But they did it at each family member's house, just a piece, just to keep everyone from having to come down and get together. They also have family all the way across the state. So... Uh, I thought it was a super cool idea, and Elaine and I were super honored whenever he asked if we would come and be a part, and um, I was doing some video work for him, and I was supposed to be a groomsman in his actual wedding, and I think they're still planning to do like an actual ceremony once things calm down, which I will be a part of as well, but I was like, absolutely, I would love to be a part. Well, just due to the fact that like Elaine and I really don't want to stay in hotels and stuff right now, and of course, if you've listened before, we've mentioned we bought an RV, we're like, we'll just drive the RV. It'll give us a great chance to get out do some driving, get used to things. What better way than just to cruise around the state? Break in the new motorhome. Yep. And so we drove uh, two hours away from home and set up camp uh, in their driveway. And lo and behold, we started hearing a beeping noise. We're like, what on earth is this? And so uh, we kind of look around trying to figure out. I thought it was the fridge temperature alarm. We looked at that, couldn't figure it out. Finally, we realized it was the carbon monoxide meter. Well, long story short, uh, we actually have a leak in our exhaust on the generator, which is causing generator fumes to seep up through the floor into the cab and potentially poisoning whoever is in it. Uh, So we got the dog out, walked him around a little bit, tried to figure out. I was terrified. Yes, if it was something that was a quick fix or what, ultimately decided that because we can't run the generator and keep the thing cool, we had to take the dog back home. We had to go back home. So it is like 11 p.m. It was a two-hour drive on the way there. Right. So it's 11 p.m. now, and we are sitting in the parking lot two hours away, all the way on the Mississippi-Arkansas border, and we're like, what are we going to do? Well, we loaded up and went home. Now, mind you, we had to be back by 8 a.m., to start filming and I wasn't going to leave my like best friend up high and dry you know like I only got two like best friends uh, that I've like had forever and I would do anything for these two guys and so I'm like I'm not just going to leave them hanging and so uh, I was like okay well we loaded everything up we well first we aired out the cab turned the generator off you know the safe things aired out the carbon monoxide and uh, loaded everything up and drove two hours home uh, we got home and by the time we got in bed, it was 2 a.m. Does it say we got two hours of sleep? Yes. Got back up, uh, at like 5 a.m. Um, I think I got like two and a half hours of sleep, but whatever. Uh, loaded everything back into the car that we needed. And my dad was kind enough to come and meet us at our exit, which saved us, um, an hour. So we were actually able to get an extra hour of sleep because it had been 30 minutes to drop the dog off with him and then 30 minutes back. So we're going to be gone all day. Uh, loaded up and drove back down. And got there like five minutes before we started. We were still able to eat breakfast yes. with everyone. So that was cool. Uh, so why are we talking about that? Well, A, um, I would just like to kind of point out the fact that like this was supposed to be a very 
leisurely weekend. We were supposed to just take our time. We were going to stay the night there the first night, travel around within the second day, and actually crash uh, where we were in. So we're in central Arkansas. We had to go to south Arkansas is where we were staying at the first night, ending in northwest Arkansas, so literally southeast to northwest, so diagonal across the state. As far as you could drive through the state of Arkansas, that's the direction we were heading, literally. So northwest Arkansas we were at is three hours from our house. So we knew we were going to be getting done late. Uh, and so we were like, well, we'll just use the motorhome there. We'll stay, and then we'll take our time, maybe even stay another night, mm-hmm. and just use it, make it as like a little bit of a vacation. All that fell apart. So instead of spending a three-day weekend doing this video shoot, four day. right, uh, doing this video shoot with my friend that was supposed to be casual and laid back, um, we <laughs> luckily the carbon monoxide meter saved our lives, literally, and we um, ended up getting three hours of sleep, being up at five thirty, and didn't get back to bed till two a.m. the following that same day, right? Well, the following morning, technically. Yeah. So we were up for like ever it was just it was crazy all the coffee yes all the caffeine and uh it was one of those things where it's just like holy moly like this went from being this is a casual thing to an all-out like fighting to stay awake like panic mode but we got it done uh his wedding went off great everything worked they're married and all was well so here's why we bring this up because we're trying to do a quick episode here like i said on our way up there Elaine, and I know to a lot of deconstructionists, this is probably silly, but I don't care. Um, Elaine and I said a prayer like, you know, Lord, keep us safe while we're here. Like, we still pray, right? <laughs> Just like, keep us safe on this journey. Help us to make the right decisions. Uh, anytime we go on a big trip like that, that's something that we always like to do. Like, we do trust keep in God's safe, provision. Yeah. Uh, and we do trust that he is going to do that to help look after us, to help us make wise counsel and things like that. And so I know a lot of times whenever I was first going through deconstruction, this would have been one of those critical moments where I'm like, really, God, why? I would have been like, okay, well, I prayed for protection. I prayed for a safe trip. And here we are potentially dying of carbon monoxide, uh, you know, and I was just, I, I kind of like realized like I would have been bitter about this. I would have been bitter that like things fell apart and I would have been sitting here going like, God, we could have died. We could have this, could have that. And then Elaine and I got to talk about it. It's like, wow, he really did give us wisdom. Like he gave us wisdom to do the research ahead of time to know what to check for. We tested the carbon monoxide meter and it's really, it's just honoring that God in us, right? Taking the time to seek that wise counsel. We were thankful that it worked and we were blessed that the carbon monoxide detector worked as it should. We were able to go home and get a couple hours of sleep. And then we had the ability to come back and, do what we had promised on our end to help for you know to help see my friend and his now wife get married. Well, and luckily the number on the meter wasn't extremely high. It was reasonably high. It was high, but it, it was halfway to death. Yeah, but I'm nobody was asleep. Like that was a thing. Like right. we weren't nobody like our dog wasn't asleep. We weren't asleep. Like we had just like told our friends goodnight and all of that. So we weren't dying, but we could have But I kind of see this as like a blessing in disguise. That's kind of what God has been showing me all of 2020 is just that there is blessing even in the midst of chaos. There is still goodness to be found. There is still beauty. There is still life and joy and all of those things. And I kind of took it as not a, oh, God, like we could have died. Like, why'd you ruin our trip to, wow, God, thanks for 
showing us the right answer, the right thing to do. Like Cody said, checking for the right thing. And then I was even thankful for the detector because what if the detector was broken and didn't work? And then there was carbon monoxide, like we may not have woken up and everything. And so I felt that as like, okay, that was the safety net. That was where God um, showed us like, hey, you're going to have to make a different decision. Um, but that was kind of a warning of like, hey, things are happening. I am granting you the wisdom and the ability to make the best decision possible. It wasn't the most fun decision. Mm-hmm. It was, it, I, I think, I know it was the best decision, but it wasn't the most fun. It, it ruined, you know, a lot of our plans. But at the same time, the main objective this weekend was to get Cody's friend married. Everything else was just extra. Everything else was just, oh, we'll have other plans, we'll have fun and everything. The objective got done, and I'm thankful for that. I'm Mm -hmm. grateful that we were able to be a part of that process, even though the second time around going to the first place wasn't as fun as the first time, wasn't Mm -hmm. as exciting. Even though going home, we were trying to chase a storm or a storm was trying Running to chase us. There was yeah. a huge storm and we were like 10 in the mountains. in front of it. So. <laughs> in the mountains, winding around the, the mountains and everything. But we had to take care of our safety. We had to take care of our health. And sometimes making those decisions aren't the most fun, aren't the most exciting, but those are the best decisions to make. And I feel like that parallels with church. And if you are not in a safe space, it may feel more, quote, comfortable, I guess, kind of this this false comfort of, oh, I'll just stay through it. I'll, I'll just I'll just stay here and, and see what happens. No, sometimes those warning signs come up and you have to make a decision, even if it doesn't feel good. Yeah, even if it's something silent. I mean, like kind of the, it's a weird analogy, I feel like, but like the whole um, carbon monoxide thing, like it's silent. You don't know it's there. You cannot smell it. You cannot taste it. You can only barely feel it sometimes until it's too late. And yet um, there's this thing there beeping at you saying it's present. Well, how many times do we do that in real life? Like, oh, yeah, you know, like, it's fine. There's this isn't that wasn't a hostile comment. That's not a this. That's not a that. You know, that wasn't passive. That's not they're not using me. That's just in my head. And then you end up like, oh, crap. (laughs) Wait, now I'm starting to feel sick to my stomach. Now I'm dizzy as crap. My head's pounding like You get what I'm saying? And then the other parallel to that is realizing like sometimes praying God give me wisdom isn't necessarily a request for God to give you wisdom as much as it is a a promise saying, God, whatever situation we come into here, I'm going to do my best to see it through your eyes. You'll be aware. Right. I mean, just even saying little things like God give us wisdom and safety on this trip, that's acknowledging the fact, right? Because prayer, it's really, it is for us. I mean, And so, like, it's acknowledging the fact of, like, hey, we're making a pact here saying we're going to be safe on this trip. It makes you more aware. It's kind of like how you would talk to your kids if you go on vacation. Like, okay, rule number one, like, wait for mom and dad to get out of the car, you know, like, don't run away if we're in a strange place. Like, try to stay within eyesight, you know what I mean? Like, these little things, same thing. It's like, okay, God, we're going through all this, like, I'm making myself aware here through prayer. Like, you know, it's almost like an accountability thing. And then the other 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 side to that is like, I don't think God caused carbon monoxide to test me, and I'm not even sure God 
was the one that made sure everything worked right to keep us safe. Because obviously there are situations where people pray and ask for safety and then it doesn't come. I think it's more of, like I said, a self-awareness. And at the same time, being thankful and seeing the right. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I said, there are tragedies. If we would have not woken up, that would have been a tragedy. Like that's, it's, I don't think anyone would have been sitting around like going, oh God, we just give thanks that even though they're dead, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, that's just, that's silly. But in this situation, we were able to say, you know what? I'm still thankful. Our weekend plans may have got, our side of the weekend plans may have got ruined. Mm -hmm. But like Elaine said, good still came of it. And for that, how can we complain? Now we know what needs to be fixed. At least we weren't too far away from home. Mm -hmm. Uh, At least we caught it. At least everything worked right. At least we had the, ability to go home and come back in time that we were fed well the next morning we had time to stop for coffee we got home safely everything else just worked well and for that we can be thankful the other 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 i don't know how many others we've had now side to this i want to kind of point out too is when you allow one thing to throw everything off it's a snowball so if we would have allowed that one thing to just put us in the worst mood ever right? Like, oh, we have to do this now. There's problems. We're going to have to pay to fix a muffler. Now we got to spend gas money going home just to turn around and come back. We've added four hours round trip to a trip that was already going to be, what was it? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine hours. Uh, You know, for us, it was actually 12 hours because we had the three hour drive back. So it was like all this driving that we added four more hours to and we're tired. And you can actually start beginning to create more problems out of this thing. Instead, we're able to say, hey, we made it home. We're good. Everything is well and fine. And the things that were not fine, we are tending to. We will tend to those as they come. You know, I have to go crawl underneath an RV pretty soon and try to figure out how to take a muffler off of a gigantic generator that I can't pull out without a machine. Like, okay, yeah, that's a problem. But hey, it's not an end of the world kind of problem. It's just it's just something we have to deal with. And it makes I'm, you even more prepared for the next time. Right. I learn more about it. I know what to look for now. And I'm thankful for the opportunity now to go and fix something that could have potentially been much worse. I am thankful that I have that ability. And so that's really all this comes down to is really it's just prayer is a mindful practice to help you keep accountable to um, your spirit, to your heart, to your soul. Yes, God is there in the midst. I'm not denying that God cannot, like, can heal. I'm not denying that God can't, you know, uh, help direct. And that's kind of what I think is, like, we have that connection with God, that little um, stirring of our souls saying, hey, we need to check this. Hey, you need to be wary of that, you know. I'm thankful I pushed that little reset button before we ever left to clear out anything and make sure that thing was working, you know. I completely give credit to God for that. Because God gave me the ability at birth to where at this point in my life I'd have the knowledge to do that. You know, I'm thankful to my dad for teaching me that when I was young, what a carbon monoxide meter is. You know, there's just being thankful and realizing like, hey, the situation at hand uh, can be dealt with and we can face this. And there's a whole lot that goes into tragedy. Uh, I know we've had people on the show, Thomas J. Ord comes to mind that's talked about, you know, tragedy and all of that and there's all that aspect so this is really more of a mindset for smaller things and while being potentially poisoned by carbon monoxide is actually a huge thing driving home and having to swap out vehicles and getting a couple extra hours of sleep 
isn't that huge of a thing in the grand scheme of things. Well, and the fact that we were even able to swap out the cars and still have two hours to sleep. Right. So all that to be said, just remember to be thankful and remember that your attitude absolutely can dictate your outcome in many, many things, or at least can benefit uh, the, the atmosphere around you. And lastly, remember that prayer isn't just to be forgotten. I know so many times we we think of prayer as silly, like, oh, it's just silly to cast off these prayers, you know, especially as we go through deconstruction because we come to these realizations of, like maybe God can't do this. Maybe, you know, that would be selfish. Oh, well, the whole idea of like we just don't have enough faith is bullcrap. We come to all these realizations, but that doesn't make the practice void. That just means our understanding of the practice is void. Our current understanding or what we were taught may not be the, the exact um, method in which God uses but there is precedence to the practice. And that's where we have to kind of realize like, you know, even if it's just that's me setting a mental reminder or kind of drawing that mental uh, picture for myself there. So I remember um, to just be aware or to be, uh, you know, whatever that is. It's just, it's prayer is not a bad thing. And, you know, like I said, it's not one of those things where we need to blame God for that. It's It's simply that in that moment, God is able to, work in us as we work in God. And a lot of times that feels a lot like just being smart and intelligent and paying attention. And I think it really just comes down to honoring the God in each of us um, just to help us keep the proper mental headspace. So I think with that, we're going to call this closed because we're taking an extremely lazy day today, despite the fact we're actually supposed to record this on the road. Mm -hmm. We were going to do a reckless on the road, which is a segment we talked about doing like, gosh, like a when we few first months started into the starting podcast, the podcast. Yeah. yeah. We were going to do we're reckless. we're still doing that. Yes. Uh, and so the RV was going to benefit with that. We were going to do a reckless on the road where we literally recorded it in the RV. Um, but alas, we're that's still, here. That's still in the works. I, I think in a couple weeks we're going to try again. Yes. When we don't have the risk of dying of carbon monoxide. Yes. <laughs> All right, everyone. If you haven't done so so far, hit up our Facebook group, Nomads. We would love to have you apart. Links are in the show notes. Let us know what you think. Um, let us know any crazy experiences you've had, weird things, maybe times when you feel like God didn't answer a prayer, or times you've been able to see God's grace despite all of the weird churchisms and stigmas. And or all guidance that. and decision-making when things got crazy. Yep. So, or I guess even just like times that positive thought has helped you um, you know, make the best of crummy situations. So as always, we love you guys. Be brave. Be bold. And be reckless. We'll, we'll talk, talk soon. soon.